Hey, Matt, let's tell our six listeners, or are we up to seven now? I'm not sure, about our new recording buddy, Riverside FM, the leading podcast and video creation platform that's changing the game on how creators record content. Yep, Riverside FM lets you record studio-quality audio and up to 4K video on their platform. Now you can interview a guest a 1,000 miles away, and it will sound like you're sitting in the same room. And it's as easy to use as that meeting app everyone usually uses for recording, but has much higher quality audio and video. And they have a mobile app, so guests can connect directly from their phone and record content from anywhere. After your content is finished, you can easily grab clips to share them across your social media channels. So if you're looking for the final girl of recording platforms for podcasts, webinars, and other video content, you should be using Riverside FM. Sign up today so you can focus on your content and leave the quality to Riverside FM. Use promo code SHIPIT and receive a 30% discount on the first three months of your subscription. That's S-H-I-P-I-T to receive a 30% discount on the first three months of your subscription. The podcast you are about to listen to is an account of the movies which befell a group of horror fans. In particular, Tara Garwood and her intrepid friend, Matt Lolich. Had they lived very, very long lives, they could not have expected although they would have wished to see as much of the mad and macabre as we are to see in those movies. For them, an idyllic summer movie became a nightmare, and they loved it. The movies that they watched were to lead to the creation of one of the most terrifying podcasts in the annals of American history. The Scary Movie Project. Hey, hey, everybody. This is the Scary Movie Project, the podcast where we talk about scary movies. I'm Tara. Hello, I am Matt. And cute, clever, mischievous, intelligent, dangerous. If you knew all those things, you would know that we're talking about the 1984 uh, horror comedy Christmas movie Gremlins. <laughs> Yay! I don't know if it's all three of those things. I, I think it is. It is. Okay. Absolutely. So, I, I, I've been a big fan of saying for years that people talk about Christmas movies, and I've been I've been trying to say for years, yes, America Gremlins is a Christmas movie. <laughs> it absolutely is. In fact, it was originally back, supposed but... to come out for Christmas. Yeah, when did it come out? But August the only... or something. They 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 brought it out early in June, I think, because mm. they wanted it to compete with um, the that year's Indiana Jones movie. Oh, okay. but it was originally supposed to come out for Christmas. Okay, so I would I would definitely say it's a Christmas movie. Well, considering how it takes place at Christmas, then yes, that makes which it is, a Christmas. Movie. Which is <laughs> why we are recording it for the holidays yes, we, happy we, holidays everybody it was you know we, we thought about silent night deadly night but we decided um we're gonna go more family friendly with the gremlins yes we decided we'd go with a classic here i mean not that silent night deadly night is not a classic oh well you know <laughs> but gremlins come on you can't beat <laughs> it, it. it it's pretty great um i mean directed by joe dante chris columbus wrote it mm-hmm. like it's 
It's Steven Spielberg, wasn't he a producer? Choice work. Steven Spielberg yeah. was the executive producer. It's choice work, man. So jo- Joe Dante, he of The Howling fame, he directed The Howling. Yes, The Howling. Good yes, movie. and um, I actually I love this. Basically, I... just wrote wrote the screenplay for every '80s movie, right? Pretty much. Yeah, he just wrote the screenplay for a bunch of it. He actually, I think, did like two more. Yeah, he did two more Steven Spielberg produced movies, like okay. after this one. Okay. Because they liked working together or something. Or two more Joe Dante. Mm. No, Whatever. two more Steven Spielberg movies, I think. Um, so he's done a few good yeah. movies from the 80s. Oh, yeah. Um, the idea for this one, actually, though, came from the mice in his Manhattan loft. I think I heard about this. He said, by day it was pleasant enough, but at night what sounded like a platoon of mice would come out and I'd hear them skittering around in the blackness. It was really creepy. Well, that to me would mean it's time to move out, but that's, you know, another story. Yeah, that's yeah. time to move out, I'd mm-hmm. say. So I don't do mice. So that's where the idea came from. Oh, and I have I have a horror movie connection. All right, later. Although on there me. are many horror movie connections because they, they make a lot of references. Yes. But here's my favorite one. Ready? Okay. The the dog. Who played Billy's dog Barney? Yeah. His real name is Mushroom. That's an interesting name. He also played the dog in Pumpkinhead. Ooh, good movie! Isn't that Not cool? Underrated movie, and that is very cool. Yeah, the kid, the little, the little boy, <gasps> the little boy's dog, right? I love Pumpkinhead. Yeah, we have to do that one at some point. It's a very simple, but it is good. It is a good movie. Yeah. It's it's a it's a fun movie. Yeah. So uh, shall we get started? Please. Okay, so we open on Chinatown That's right. and voiceover, which which at first you're like, ooh, am I in a noir? Where am I? But no, you are not. Um, this is inventor Rand Peltzer. And I love when he introduces um, himself. Rand Peltzer, inventor. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Rand Peltzer, I'm an inventor. And well, uh, you make the shaving is, thing, the all-in-one. You got you got your, your toothbrush here, your toothpaste. You got your mirror. It's the, wait, it's called the bathroom buddy. <laughs> bathroom buddy, that's right. So he's going around trying to sell at places and also looking for a a Christmas present for his son. That's right. So he follows this young Chinese now, boy down really, into a. We don't really know what city oh. we're in though. It's it's not like a, a real. It's not like it's not like we're in Chicago or New York. It's like some made up. Fictitious. Yeah, thing, it's right? a it's a made up. I can't remember what the town is, but it's actually the same, the same back lot, the same ta- like fake town where they filmed um, Back to the Future. Yeah, there is that one street that I've seen in so like Lethal Weapon and The Burbs and like uh, A Christmas Vacation. It's like that one like just yeah any town USA street. Right, right. Yeah, this is this is one of the back lot theaters. I I think it was was it. Warner Brothers film, Pro, um, I think. I'm, I'm sure. Um, but so it's their it's their back lot, yep. and they used it for Back to Future like the next year. Great movie. Um, so yeah, it's like Anytown, USA, and he follows this little Chinese boy into a below street level store, and there's an old man like playing chess and smoking a pipe. Ooh, and he has one brown eye and one blue eye. Uh, I want that chess set, by the way. It's really nice. Yeah. I don't play chess, but it's oh, a really, really sweet chess set. Chess is awesome. So he tries to sell sell the old man the bathroom buddy. Doesn't and then he work. hears the Mogwai singing. Mogwai, Mogwai. And he goes over and he just falls in love with him. And he's like, I have to have him for my son. He would love it. And the old man says, no. He says, not for sale. Mogwai comes much responsibility. Like I cannot Spider- sell him at any price. Like Spider-Man. But the kid gets him to wait outside and he brings him out the Mogwai because he's going to pay him 100 bucks. And the kid's like, we just need the money. Right. 
And he tells him the three rules, right? What are the three rules? Keep him out of the light. Mm-hmm. Bright light. Keep him away from water. Yep. And never, never feed him after midnight. That's right. So actually, I learned too that the whole thing about keeping him, keeping them out of the light, that um, was actually done on purpose in the movie because when they have to do all the animatronics and the puppets and stuff, it's easier to get away with those effects in darker lighting Uh, (laughs) than in bright light. That makes sense. See that? So yes, you got to keep them out of the light. You got to keep them away from water and you can't feed them after midnight. And then we go into the credits and it's like Christmas fun in the town square. And we see this movie theater. Um, So this is a, a little like, a little reference. The movie theater is showing two movies, A oh, Boy's Life and Watch the Skies. That's right. Yeah, yeah. They were the working titles for Spielberg's E.T. and Close Encounters of the Third See, Kind. I, I love little nuggets and Easter eggs, whatever they call it. I, right? I love stuff like that. That's so great. Yeah. It's so good. That's so cool. Um, there's also, I don't know if it's in this scene or another scene with the, um, or another scene with the, uh, where he's walking through the town, but there's a oh no, it's in the it's in the Chinatown actually. I think there's a gremlin, the car. Oh, nice! Very in nice. the street, yeah. yeah. yeah um, little stuff so, like that is, is 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 very cool. Yeah. So so after the credits, just very standard '80s credits. We go to Billy. He's trying to get his his beetle, his car to start. He's damn foreign cars. Uh, his neighbor, <laughs> yeah, Mr. Futterman, the neighbor. <laughs> Yeah, he asks how the comics are going. He comes yeah. by. So we get our intro to li- the, the goofy neighbor. Billy ends up walking to work because his car won't work, and his dog follows him there and like hides under the under his spot in the great. bank. Right. Oh my god, I wish my dog could come to work with me. That would be amazing. I mean, right now they are, but <laughs> <laughs> since we're all working at Physically home, but come to work with you, right? Yeah. I wish they could come to work with me all the time. That'd be great. Some offices and do. um. So he goes to his work. He works at the bank. There's a pretty girl, Kate, who works there, too. Phoebe Cates, We right? will find out. Hmm? Phoebe Cates. Phoebe Cates, right? yes. Yeah. Phoebe Cates. So we will find out later that she also works at the bar. She has, like, two jobs. She's she's busting hump she's there. She's a hustler. Yeah. Um, and Mrs. Deagle. Oh, she's mean. Comes in. She's the richest woman in town. She's super nasty. I don't know if I couldn't tell if she owned the bank or if she just was so rich that they all kowtowed to her. No, she's not very nice. Um, but she comes in and she's yelling at Billy because he his dog broke her Bavarian snowman, mm. her imported snowman, and she wants to take the dog to the pound and have him put to sleep. Barney, the dog, panics and jumps over the counter onto her and she right. freaks out and there's a whole mess. And um, yeah, there's just a whole mess. And then next scene is Billy. Um, at the pub drawing and judge reinhold that's right he only, he's only in the movie for like in. two minutes right he's right a brief little well so i think he was supposed to be in more of the movie but they cut him out because they they like set him up as like his romantic rival do you and then he's just never there again do you remember him in the seinfeld episode when he's hanging out with jerry's parents he's the close talker do you remember that Oh yeah, I forgot that was him, the close <laughs> talker. So yeah. Great. Yes, love it. Oh my god. Yes, he's so good in that. Um so Kate, as we said, is working at the pub as a server and Gerald hits on her, but she turns him down. Gerald is Judge Reinhold. She turns him down. Um Billy's like, yes. <laughs> yeah. Silently happy. So then Billy gets home, his mom's getting dinner ready, and she's upset because Mrs. Deagle called again. And dad comes home. 
with the Magwai all wrapped up as a Christmas present. Right. So they dim the lights. Billy opens his present and out pops the Magwai. Yeah. And we get our first good look at him. Um, and Dad says he just calls him Gizmo. Yeah. So that's his name. And Gizmo is played by um, comedian Howie Mandel. Oh, yeah, that's right. He does the voice, doesn't he? Yep. He did yeah. the voice, yeah. And so, and apparently all of his lines for Gizmo and all the other Gremlin lines were improvised. Okay. Well, Except for sense. the song, which was sung by, like, someone who knew the guy who wrote the song. Okay. Um, but all the little, like, like, bye, Billy, and all right. that stuff was, was uh, improvised because they didn't really have lines for the Gremlins written. So mom gets excited. She takes a photo of him with his with his Malgui, and the flash goes off. Oh, and he goes, oh, bright, bright, light, light, bright light, bright light, bright light, bright light. Yeah. Bright and then dad tells Billy the rules. Yeah. And Gizmo, and like later upstairs, Gizmo's singing, and Billy's like playing the notes on his keyboard. I love that. It's really cute. They're like playing together. Yeah, that funny? But like, Billy accidentally flashes light in his eyes from a mirror, mirror. Yeah. And he falls off the desk into the trash can. And he wraps up his bandages, his head and everything. For yeah, him. he yeah. takes him to the bathroom to bandage his head. And of course you're like, oh my God, he's on the edge of the sink. What? Right, no. Right. But nothing happens. And then the next morning, I love this. Billy's trying to make orange juice with his dad's orange squeezer the Peltzer, invention. The juice, yes. And it does yeah, not go well. The juicer Peltzer thing, which apparently, right. um, which apparently the writer uh, still has. Oh, that's pretty cool. Apparently I, he I kept it. it. Yeah, so yeah. the orange juice goes everywhere. And um and Pete, this kid who works at the Christmas tree a uh, lot. Corey Feldman. Played by yes, Corey <laughs> yeah. Feldman. I who love it. All of like eight years old at the time. Oh my god, he's such yeah. a baby in yeah. it. You know what? That's right around For when you... he was that's right around when he was in Friday the thirteenth, the final chapter, remember. Yes, I think it might have been the same year, yeah. actually. Yeah. Yeah, 84 So for you right. youngsters who do that not right. know Corey Feldman, you have to look him up and go see some of his, at least one of his movies. And he you, was a teen heartthrob. If you don't see his movies, please just YouTube him doing a Michael Jackson impression. Please tell me you've seen this. I have not seen that. Oh, okay, I'll have to Jesus. see that too. You have All got, right. I cannot believe you have not seen his Michael Jackson impressions are legendary. That's awesome. Oh my God. Yes. Anyway. So, and, but so he comes in and he's bringing their Christmas tree to the house, but he's dressed as a Christmas tree. Yes, he is. <laughs> which is hilarious. And he ends up like ditching the outfit with Billy and is like, can I just leave this here? Um, so, so, uh, Billy shows him Gizmo. Um, he gets to meet him and Pete accidentally spills water on Gizmo um from billy's paintbrushes right. and his back starts bubbling and he screams and five little fur balls go bloop, mm -hmm. bloop, bloop, and pop out of his back um and by the way you can tell they're evil like straight off the bat oh yeah like they're evil little balls of fur yes and um they they like blow up so first they're just balls and they blow up which apparently they did by just having balloons in the fur and expanding mm -hmm. the balloons sure and then they like unroll and their other little Malgui. There's five more little Malgui. And one has a stripe on his head. Yeah, that's right. And we call him Stripe. stripe. He becomes the leader he, of the, yes, yes. Yes, he will be the leader of all the other Malgui. And Gizmo's really sad about it. <laughs> He's really sad it happened. And um, so then Billy goes to tell his dad about accidentally making the baby Malgui. 
and his dad's working on a card shuffling invention that's like sending cards everywhere. So one of the one of the great things about the movie too is is just watching in random scenes his dad's inventions just go totally haywire. None of them ever there, work. Well, that and like just they don't it, ever it's work. So it's so richly layered. There's so much going on in mm-hmm, every right. scene. Right. There's always something to notice mm-hmm. and look at in every moment. Um, but so he he shows him his dad and he says, you know, it's funny. The new ones aren't like Gizmo. Like the one with the stripe seems to be their leader. And the dad gets excited. It's like, oh, my God, we could sell them to kids all over America. So then Billy and the Maguire sleep that night. And Billy hears Barney whining. And he goes outside and he finds them strung up dangling in oh, Christmas right. lights. That's right, yeah. And he's sure Mrs. Deagle did it because she hates him. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we're pretty sure it's the little... It was the grandma. the little Malgwai. It was the grandma's, yes. Um, so dad says he'll take Barney to grandma's until Christmas. It's right. like already Christmas Eve anyway. So he's like, I'll just take Barney to grandma's with me while I'm out of town. And then, like, I'll bring him back for Christmas with me. Right. Because he's going out of town to uh, an inventor's convention. So Billy shows one of the Maogwai um, and how it replicates with water to his science teacher. Mm, He takes one of the – and he leaves the one that – the new one there with the teacher so he can run tests on it, Um, which does not go well. We'll just just tell you that right now. Nope. That does not go well. and then Billy's walking by the gar- by the bar and Kate is like bundling his drunk neighbor, Mr. Futterman, out yeah. so she can lock up. And that's when he warns them about gremlins. Because he tries so, to drive home in the in a uh, tractor. <laughs> right. Well, he has a um, he has like a snowplow. Yeah. And, and that's what he drives. Yeah. He's definitely and not sober. And she suggests that he walk home, yeah, he's, which he's, he does. He's not sober. But he warns them about gremlins because he was in World War II. Yeah. And if you know this, gremlins, um, World War II pilots blamed everything that went wrong with their planes on gremlins. And that's where we like, get that it, line of any time, you know, piece of technology or something doesn't work, you got gremlins in it. That's right. You got gremlins, right. Yeah. It, it it really became a big thing in World War II. And mm-hmm. so it was so big, apparently, that, like, the, um, the mechanics in World War II, they're, like, they're, you know how they have, like, the paintings on the sides yeah, of yeah. the... Of the plane and whatever. Well, the mechanics were always, always included like a little stomping on a gremlin or something like sure. that. Like they always included a little gremlin. It's very cool. Um, or often did. So after they get Mr. Futterman dealt with, Billy and Kate walk home together and she tells him that, you know, that she doesn't like Christmas and he gets right. kind of upset. He's surprised by it and she's upset. But she tells him, you know, some people get depressed around the holidays. More people commit suicide then. It's kind of dark. Um, yeah. and, and, but he asks her on a date anyways, and she says yes. <laughs> um, and then we go back to the science teacher who draws blood from his Maogwai, right. and <clears throat> that little dude does not like it. Hell no. Um, I don't think we find this out in the movie, but apparently that Maogwai's name is Earl. Okay. So know. there you go. Whatever. Um, so then we're back home, and Billy is watching... The 1956 Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Yes, I believe so. That's right. Which, you know, bears some similarities to Gremlins. Because it's like the aliens take over the town and this is the Gremlins end up taking over the town kind of. So there you go. I think it's um, And the little baby Mauguizer. And they whine that they're hungry. Going crazy, yeah. 
Yeah, they're well, first they're like playing and being silly, but then they're whining that they're hungry. And Billy checks the clock and it's like seven something. So he goes to get them some what is he give fried chicken? So he has like the world's biggest plate of fried chicken in his refrigerator. <laughs> I want that in my refrigerator. <laughs> you just want a like replenishing plate yes. of fried chicken. Oh man. I think my husband would like that too. Who doesn't want that? I mean me because I'm a vegetarian. Okay, but, fair enough. But Jason would take it. My husband would take it. Um, so he goes to get them their chicken because he says, you know, not 12 yet. And they eat it like maniacs. They're like throwing it everywhere. Right. He that. offers some to to Gizmo, but he's Gizmo like, nah. just is like, no. no. He shakes his head and he's sad again. And then we see the science teacher is leaving and he leaves a sandwich just outside his Mowgwai's cage. So he like pulls it towards him and eats it. So all the gremlins except, or all the Mowgwai, excuse me, at this point they're mm. Mowgwai's, except for Gizmo have eaten food after midnight. Yes. So at home, Billy and Gizmo are watching a movie. They're, the other Mowgwai are playing. And when Billy wakes up in the morning, Five disgusting, slimy pod things it looks are like, like a scene, stuck to the floor. It looks like a scene from one of the Alien movies. It looks like Alien. Yeah, it yeah. looks like the Alien pods. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Um, cocoons. Cocoons. Yes, they're cocoons. So Billy and Pete go to see the science teacher. Uh, Pete is the little kid, by the way. Corey Feldman. Billy and Pete go to see the science teacher, who now has a pod too, and he says. He's going through changes, and Pete says, uh, yes. like my mother, yes. and he says, no, this is different. That was great. That Which was a great I, line. That might be my favorite exchange in the movie. That was, movie. That was, that was so that was, funny. That was pretty good. It's so good. That was pretty good. Um, so, uh, so then they're at the bank again, and Mrs. Deagle comes in again. She threatens Barney again. And back at science class, like, they're actually in class. Like, the students are in class watching a, a scientific movie. So it's all dark. And the pod inside the box bursts open. Yes. And so do the ones in Billy's bedroom while Gizmo cowers in Billy's helmet. Right. He's, he's hiding like, out. hiding in the helmet. Um, and the science teacher goes to see what happened, but the pod is empty. So he, like, gets the, gets the kids all out. And he tries to lure out the Mowgli with a candy bar. And it's like running around the room and he can't see it. And then he finally corners it under a desk and he holds the candy bar under the desk. And you hear it eat the candy bar. And then he screams. Mm -hmm. And he's like, can't get his arm out. Um, and that's all you see it, until it cuts away. Good. So like, I like that. Billy yeah. gets there. Imagination. And he's dead with his head under the desk. Right. Um, so that's our first death. And like many horror movies of the era, it is the, like, one black character. Yeah, that's true. So it's it's kind of stereotypical there, but what are you going to do? It's still a good part. He gets to be the science teacher. That's pretty cool, and he, he well, has a cool part. Regardless of that, you mess around with that thing. I don't care who you are. It's going to kill you. So. Well, yeah. I mean, they're going to try at least. Yes. So we now see our first gremlin. Mm-hmm. Well, it's hand. We see a gremlin hand. So they're now all gremlins, um, except Gizmo. And it scratches Billy, and then it gets, like, into the vents. And Billy goes to the first aid room to, like, wrap his hand, and it jumps out of a cabinet at him, and then he just he just dips. And we never really see that gremlin again. I think the, like, theory is that he joins the horde of gremlins later. Sure. But at home... 
Spike, uh, Spike, Stripe, and his other four gremlins are playing darts with Gizmo on the <laughs> dartboard. Stuck on the dartboard, and they're just yeah, I love it. Oh my god! Which that idea apparently came from the um, the the puppetry department, the props department. They the Gizmos broke all the time, <laughs> and okay. so they hated them. They they like. They were always complaining about Gizmo, and they had a list of horrible things to do to Gizmo, <laughs> and that was on their list. So they added that scene. That's perfect. From the list. That's perfect. So, um, so I love this part. This is like one of my favorite sequences. Mom is downstairs making gingerbread cookies, and she hears them like where they're up there playing darts with Gizmo on the dartboard, and she grabs a knife and heads upstairs. Yes. When she gets to the Billy's room, the phone rings, and billy it's Billy, and he's telling her they get catch, out, get, get out, out of the out. couch, right. get out of the house, and then they cut the phone line. Mm-hmm. Just like Michael Myers. And she's, yeah, and she's up there in his, like, attic room, and then you hear, do you hear what I hear? Right. And she goes downstairs, she stops the record playing, and she slowly the, the actual, walks around the house. The actual record player, by the way. Yeah, the record player. Right. Yes, there is a record player yeah. because it's yeah. the 80s, you guys. It was a record player. Records and A-tracks were the 80s. Harmon Carter. Yeah. Um, and so she's... Actually, I think we had cassette players then, too, but I remember one of my cars had an A-track. Anyways. Hey, records, you go, you go to a Target, you can buy records now. They're back. They're popular. Yeah, they're back. Yeah. But they're, like, retro now. Yeah. Yeah. But um, so she slowly walks around the house and there's this great shot where a gremlin shadow like shows mm-hmm. up on the wall behind her and then she like turns towards it, disappears. And she gets to the kitchen and one of the gremlins is eating her gingerbread cookies. Sure is. And I love this. She does not. She's so kick ass. She doesn't like. Oh, mom has... for the word go. She's just like she's he sticks his head in the mixer bowl and she's like. Turn on that mixer, she one gremlin dropped. down. Yes, she does. Yeah, I would not mess with that woman at like, all. She is. She like, is the most badass <laughs> character in this whole yeah. movie. And originally, they wanted to have the script originally had her um, getting killed. Of I course, think getting I'm decapitated sure. by the gremlins. Yeah. But no, I love it more this way. She's so badass. Oh, like, and then that one death. You'll get to it in a second. Well, so I'll get there. I'll so get there. So great. another gremlin starts throwing pigs at her, and she just stabs it to death. Yeah. No yep. thought, just yep. stabs to death. Yep. Third gremlin pops out. I think this is the one you're thinking of. She sprays Pam in his eyes. That's a good one, yeah. Shoves him in the microwave yes. and blow, turns it on his and blows him up. I love it. Which scared <laughs> the crap out of me when I was a little kid. Oh, I mean, of course. Anyone watching this under the age of 12 or so, absolutely. Yeah, scared the crap out of yeah. me. So bad. I loved Gizmo, but like all the gremlins really scared me when I was little. Yeah, they're nasty little dudes. So she, after she blows the guy up in the microwave, Mom, again, Badassest person ever grabs two more knives out of the butcher block and goes back out into the living room. And they have a big stocking there and it's like swaying and bulging out. And she attacks it and rips it. And it's just a robot toy that got turned on. Right, right. And, and the then the tree goes, oh. lands on her. Yeah. And the tree just goes and lands on top of her. And the gremlin in it is like attacking her from the tree. And Billy shows up and he knocks the gremlin into the fireplace with his baseball bat. And luckily the fire is going. So doesn't he isn't doesn't he grab the sword off the wall and cut his head off and the head flies into the fireplace? Wasn't that what happened? Oh, is that what it is? I think so. I thought it was. You know what? I must have looked down for a second and like I thought it was just his baseball bat. I Maybe think you're it I is. think you're right. It's I think you're right. It's so it's a sword off the wall and he just frap, 
and his head goes in the fire. Yep. And he burns up. Yeah, I mean, up. the two of them have, you know, because most people, if you saw those things, you'd be so terrified you'd run away. They don't even think about it. They're yeah. just like, oh, I have to kill this thing. Yeah, yeah they're even a second like, thought about it. Kill it. Kill right. it now. And so now all four of Stripe's devotees are gone. Only Stripe is left, in case you're counting. His goons. His henchmen. He breaks through the window and escapes. He does. Yes, he does. Billy drops his mom off at, I think it's the doctor's house where well, she drops him off. Whatever. Or yeah, something. Right. Yeah, some neighbor. And goes back for Gizmo. And he finds him and sticks him in his backpack. Remember, I love remember, it. He carries him around the backpack like most of the rest of the movie. Remember he finds him because remember when they're playing darts then they knock him into the laundry chute. Remember? Oh, right. He's and in the laundry chute with all the laundry. Then he, yeah. Uh, then he, Billy finds him in the lion and he, then he puts him in the backpack. Right. Yeah, he puts him in the backpack, and they go off to find Stripe, who appears to have gone into the local YMCA. What do they have at YMCA? Swimming pools. Swimming pools. So they go inside, and that Stripe... That scene is awesome, too. Yes, it's... Oh, my God. So Stripe dives into the pool. The water turns all green, and it's bubbling, and the water and churns, it yeah. bubbles, it smokes, green so lights cool. under the water. It's and Billy and Gizmo just run. Yeah. Well, Billy runs with Gizmo on his back, but <laughs> but they out. run. And Billy goes to tell the police. He goes to the sheriff's office, and they don't believe him. Yeah. By the way, the police officer who are drinking, by the way. I'm pretty oh. sure they're drinking while they're at the police station. Yeah, I think they are, because it's like such a small town right. that they don't have it's to. It's always good when the police officers are, you know, yeah, assuming they don't alcohol do anything. on so, the job. So then stri- we see Stripe and his horde stop motion running down the street yeah and it's all these little gremlins just like just running down the middle of the street it's hilarious um and so mr fetterman and his wife are relaxing in their living room yeah this is great and the tv is getting messed up and he's getting all annoyed so he goes out to check the antenna Remember those days? And yeah. we had seen that there were gremlins up there playing out. He goes out to check it. The antenna looks fine, but he hears something in the garage, and the gremlins come out driving his snowplow, and they drive it straight into the house. <laughs> yes, they do. And I think you find out later that they are not actually dead. Um, yeah, I don't think they died. I think there's something where someone on the news talks about visiting him in the hospital or yeah. something. So, But they're they're out of commission, at least. So then we see, I love this this little bit too, a man drops a letter in the mailbox. Oh, yeah. And there's a gremlin inside it. You see it like rock around a little. And then the next guy comes and puts his, and puts his hand so in the yeah, mailbox you, and it grabs off, his arm. Dropping off some mail. He's like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which I guess we don't really have mailboxes like that much anymore, do we? We kind of do at the post office. I think you have to go to the post office now to drop a letter in the mailbox. They're not on the so corner. So they used anymore. to have those mailboxes like just on corners. Of course, yeah. Corners. And you would light fireworks and drop them in there. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So, so yeah. So the gremlin's in there. And then another gremlin is like playing with the town stoplight and like. They're just terrorizing like, the whole town. Yeah. Yeah. They're just terrorizing the whole town. But like all the little bits are so funny. They are. They're great. And then so at the sheriff's office, he has, um, Billy has shown them Gizmo and they're playing with Gizmo. And they get a call about a snowplow accident, it's the, but they still it's the don't monsters. believe Billy. He's like, it's the monsters, yeah. Yeah, he's like, it's the monsters. And they're like, yeah, it's just an accident. And they go to check out the snowplow accident. So then we see Stripe outside Mrs. Deagle's house. This is where we learn that she's a cat lady. 
which I guess is part of why she hates their dog. Crazy cat lady, right? Yeah, she's a crazy cat lady. Um, and she hears carolers, and she's like, oh, I hate carolers. And she goes out she's, to she's pour total, water on them. She's a total curmudgeon, basically. Oh, yeah. She gets, like, a pitcher of water. She's going to pour it on them. But it's gremlins. And then Stripe is already in her house by the time she turns around. And I guess he's messed with her her stairway, like, chairlift. So I was going to say <laughs> something about that. So those things are awesome because uh-huh. – when I was growing up, we had a family friend, uh, husband and wife. We used to go visit them. We had dinner at their house every once in a while. And her husband, who was at the time was in his 70s or 80s, he didn't get around well. And he had one right. of those things that went up like 10 stairs. Yeah. And they used to let us ride that thing. And I was like 10 years old. <laughs> it was so much fun. <laughs> and then once you saw Gremlins, were you like, no, it's going to shoot me out the window? It definitely crossed my mind a few times. Yes. <laughs> because she Which meets, is what happens to her. It's an untimely end. Yes. Yeah, she gets shot straight out the window because the chairlift goes super fast. She goes, couldn't help myself from just laughing a whole lot when I saw that last Oh, my God. So funny. It's great. Um, And then we see a Santa, like a store Santa being attacked by a bunch of gremlins. Yeah. And the police see it, like the sheriff and his and his deputy see it. But then when a gremlin comes to their car window, they just take off. Right. Like, see ya. I'm out. Out. Um. So then Pete, I think it's Pete, is up in the window and there's like a line of Christmas lights that gremlins are like climbing on trying to get in his window. And so he cuts the Christmas lights. Like it's just all this mayhem. It is. It's great. It's great. Billy and Gizmo get in his beetle and it actually starts. So he hears Pete on the radio telling the disc jockey um, that there are gremlins at his house and the DJ doesn't believe it. But then we hear them crash into the DJ studio. (laughs) So they're driving and like, Oh, and I think meantime we see Dad is showing a guy in a gas station um, his smokeless ashtray. Smokeless ashtray. That's right. That's right. So Billy and Gizmo are off to find Kate. Kate is serving a bunch of gremlins at the pub. So that is so great that scene because you have like the gremlin (laughs) in like every different disguise. Like you have another disguise. You have the one gremlin with like he has the top hat and the fedora and like Mm -hmm, the like, mm -hmm. like the the rain jacket. You have the one that's like in the exercise equipment. You have like the one dressed up as like the pretty woman or something. Like well, it is there's so the ones funny. that are there's the ones that are like the picture of the dogs playing poker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's great. There's um there's yeah there's one that's a fancy lady with mm-hmm. the when they're playing poker and one of them is cheating and he has a card stuck behind his ear. Yes, I love it. Um, there's one sitting at a table smoking. There's another one playing with puppets. Yes, you're right. That's right. I forgot about um, that one. There's a break dancer. Yep, totally. And Ladies. then one of the gremlins has a trench coat, and he flashes Kate. Yes, I love it. It's hilarious. Which and the is fa- hilarious. The fact that she's in there serving monsters is just so ridiculous. But I, just, I mean, she's trying at it's, least. It's it's, it's 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 just great. It's so funny. Like, but they have her kind of trapped there. I think. Yeah. And so like, right. So she's just trying to keep them happy. Pretty much. And um, so one of the gremlins has like four cigarettes in his mouth. She tries to light his cigarettes, and he wants her to, but he keeps shying away from her match because he's afraid of the bright light. Mm-hmm. So she realizes this, and she flashes. She pull, picks out a camera and flashes it at them until she can get away over the bar. Right. And just as her camera runs out of juice, Billy shows up, and his headlights shine through the window, yep. and she runs and gets in the car. But now it won't start, so they have to make another run for mm-hmm. it. They get to the bank. It's been completely destroyed. Apparently, this is where at least there's at least one more deleted scene with um, with Judge Reinhold, where okay. like apparently when the bank is being destroyed, he locks he's like locked in the 
the vault oh, and he's okay. like going crazy. <laughs> but it's not in the final movie. It's not, it didn't sure. make the final cut. So they get to the bank. It's been completely destroyed. And Kate, while they're walking around the bank looking at everything, Kate tells Billy why she hates Christmas so much. Oh, yeah. That story is, uh, yeah, So she basically goes in this whole monologue, which we will not do because this is already a long enough podcast yeah. as it is. But when she was nine, her dad disappeared on Christmas. Um, and five days later, they found him stuck in the chimney because he was trying to come down the chimney with all the gifts for Christmas. Which well, is I just don't understand so what, really why you would... Th- why would you try to do that? I, whatever. I know it's a movie. I just don't... I, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I think it's just in there to like really like show that like, yes, this is like a dark comedy, not just a kid's show. It seems out of place almost, but whatever, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I think it's I think it's part of that like this is this is a screwed up movie. This is not just yeah, yeah, yeah. fun and games. Sure. Like But so they go back outside and it's like eerily quiet. And they go into the movie theater and there's a gremlin eating popcorn on the concession stand and they go into the actual like theater and all the other gremlins are inside. Watching Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. Yep, hanging and out watching Snow White. And they're singing along, hi-ho, oh, yes. hi-ho. I love it. It's Of course, they're going, hi-ho, hi-ho, <laughs> it's a dark way out. Um, it's really funny. It is. Um, so Billy, Kate, and Gizmo sneak behind the movie screen because she knows where the boiler room is. Th- this part is reminding me of um, Inglorious Bastards. Oh, I can see that. Yeah. yeah. If for those yeah. for those who haven't seen it, turn this podcast off right now and go watch that movie. That movie's amazing. But anyway, that continue. is an amazing movie. <clears throat> oh, so Don't turn the podcast off right now. Well, wait till yeah, it's over. wait till we're done. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> when but you're is, done listening it, to this podcast, but it is pretty good. And and rating and reviewing us on iTunes. Hey, yep, do that first. Sorry. <laughs> then, then then go. Then go. Um, but so, meanwhile, while they're going to the boiler room, Spike smells yum yum. And spots candy in the department store across the street. So he yes. leaves. So he's not in the in the theater movie theater anymore. So Billy sets the boiler to blow up and they run. But the gremlins see them behind the screen because something's gone wrong with the projector and it like lights them up so you can see their silhouettes. Yep. And they come after them. They like scratch their little claws through the screen. <laughs> And um, they just barely make it out, and they shut the gremlins aside. There's all these little gremlin arms reaching out yeah. the door. And they go into the department store, and Billy kisses Kate yeah, of course. before he sends her and Gizmo to go find a light switch because he wants to get them Gizmo safe. gets the, the little race car then, right? Yeah, well, this is in a little bit he does. Um, so he's just sent them off right now to go to the um, – to the like back office and find the lights. So Billy walks to the store. He sees he sees Stripe in a TV, yeah. and then he's on all the TVs. Right. right. And so he's like, ah! <laughs> and he keeps looking. He walks right past Stripe as he's hiding behind some stuffed animals. And Kate's in the back office flipping switches, and she turns on the announcements, and she turns on a fountain. Yes, which that's you right. know is going to be a problem. That's right. That's right. And meanwhile, Gizmo sneaks away to go find Billy, who's getting blasted with baseballs by Stripe from, like, a baseball throwing machine. Right, that's crazy. And then Stripe starts suiting Billy with darts, and then he comes after him with a chainsaw. <laughs> yeah, love that. 
here's another little tidbit. That bit with the chainsaw was not in the script. It was added by Joe Dante and Zach Galligan, who plays Billy, as an homage to the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I mean, let's be honest. Anytime you can involve some sort of chainsaw scene in a movie, you're doing something right. I mean, you're doing good. I love, and and we'll get to it, but there's another bit with the chainsaw that I love. So now we see Gizmo speeding through the store in a Barbie Corvette. He's got a little pink Corvette. He's just zipping. He's he's like zipping through. He's having fun. He's loving it. It's awesome. Because remember, he was watching TV before, earlier on in the movie, and going, rawr, rawr. Mm-hmm, it was like right. a racing movie, and he's pretending he's driving. So he's, he's loving this. He's so into it. Kate gets the light on in, parts the, in part of the store, the part of the store where Stri- uh, Stripe and Billy are, and it startles Stripe. So he overbalances, and I love this. The chainsaw, because he's overbalanced, the chainsaw then goes on its own and pulls him away from Billy, but it pulls him over by the fountain. Right. So then he sees that. Outside, Dad is almost home with Barney, but Barney jumps out of the car and heads for the department store. Doesn't really do anything except put him there at the end, but yeah. but he jumps out of the car because he apparently knows Billy's in trouble. Stripe sticks his finger in the fountain, and he starts bubbling. His back starts bubbling. It's going slow, though. It's just bubbling a little. And um, Gizmo launches his car at Stripe. He's followed by Barney. But he ends up in the plants. He misses. Right. And then he opens one of the shades to let the yep. sunlight in. Yep. And Stripe just melts. Like a vampire, basically. To death. Yeah. yeah or like the Wicked Witch of the West. Yeah, right. Um, the, other, the other thing I learned. Um, so the opening the one of the shades, there are two shades there. Originally... And this got cut out of the movie, I guess, for time or or they wanted it to be Gizmo or something. But originally, Gizmo does the first one and then Billy does the second one. And so Billy's is the one that, that kills Stripe. Mm. But they changed it. And I guess I guess um, Zach Galligan was kind of disappointed. He was like, I didn't get to be the one. <laughs> Gizmo got to be the one Gizmo's, to get him. Gizmo's the hero. So Gizmo's locked for loop, but he's otherwise okay. And Billy approaches the bubbling fountain. And Striped Skeleton jumps out at him, but then it falls on the floor and just finishes yeah, melting. Yeah, that was kind of scary, right? Yeah, yeah like, you got that little jump scare. Right, that was good. It was so gross. Yes, it was. So back at home, Gizmo is resting with Billy and Kate and Billy's parents, and the old Chinese man shows up, and he tut-tuts them. He says, you do with Maogwai what your society has done with all nature's gifts. You do not understand. You are not ready. I'm, and I hope that is not offensive. I'm trying to do him. I'm not trying to be mm-hmm. sure offensive. <laughs> I'm trying to do the actual yeah. character. Right. I'm probably not doing a good job at all. But that's what he says. So they, they're they learning their lesson. He takes the Maogwai back because they're not ready. I think he might say, I think he might even be like, someday you you might be ready. Yeah, like someday you may Maybe see you'll again. be ready for this. Right. Yeah, maybe someday. So then he says, oh, Gizmo wants to say something to Billy before they go. And he opens the thing. Gizmo says, bye, Billy. Right. And then dad gives the old man his only other smokeless ashtray. That's right. And he's like, oh, great great invention or something like that. Yeah. He's like, oh, great invention. And then it's the end. Voiceover. And the guy walks He says, well, that's the story. And dad tells, you know, wraps it up. And the, the man's walking away with the box, and you see that big shot from the air of the neighborhood, and yeah. That's yeah, that's, and that's the end of the movie. That's a wrap. So I guess that was kind of sad at the end, you know, because people love Gideon. You know, too bad that 
he didn't get to keep him, right? I know. It's kind of sad that he didn't get to keep him. But also, like, I think it's, I think it's like, a better ending than if he did get to keep him. Than if they were like, no, we're keeping him. And, yeah, like, because they learned a lesson. And he was, too, it, it was too dangerous for yeah, them. sure. To handle, like. I agree. So, you know, and they made a little moral out of it. But I think, I think for, for a young man, because yep. <laughs> I think Billy's probably like 18 or 19. Oh, yeah, he can't be older than that. Um, I think he's like just out of high school. Yeah. It's it's too much responsibility. It is. A so why is yes, it, it, absolutely. I think it was. I, I it's a sad ending a little bit, but I think a it's the bit. right ending. No, I think it was fine. Yeah, it was good. Um. So I learned a few other things, like in Cantonese, Maogwai means it's like a devil. De- it's like a demon, demon or, or gremlin. Right, yeah. Right. So it, it 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 it's it's fitting. It's not just some made up word. It's 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 fairly accurate. Yeah. So yeah. some interesting things about the gremlins. Uh, because there was no CGI back then, everything was animatronics. Mm-hmm, sure. All puppets except and stuff. the uh, or like or like puppetry. I'm sure mm-hmm. in a few places. Right. And then the um. The stop motion running right. down the with all the tons of gremlins running down the street. Right. And when the studio saw the first cut, one of the notes they gave them was that there were too many gremlins. Nah, you can never have too many gremlins. Come on yeah. now. I think Steven Spielberg said, oh, okay, we'll just cut all the gremlins out and call it people. Right. Um, and so the... Um, Gizmo also, not the gremlins, but the Maogwai Gizmo, actually inspired, I don't know if you remember this, um, Matt, but he inspired the late 90s, like, really popular stuffed animal, the Furby. Oh, sure. I remember Furby. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, so they yep. were, like, little animatronic stuffed animals, that, that and they were inspired sense. by Gizmo. That's hilarious. Well, I mean, that character, Gizmo, is, I mean, how how famous... Is that is that? Oh my character. God, he's so and so cute. Like how many you people, forget oh, that I it's mean, not right. that it's not a live little animal right. when you're watching the movie because many, they they move so beautifully. How many people had a, a stuffed gizmo at their house? Every time I go to oh. you know a Monster Mania con, they're selling gizmos. They're selling the Gremlin do- dolls. You can oh my God, buy I would have a gizmo everywhere. so bad. I would love. A I gizmo. feel like I had one once. Maybe I gave it to somebody. I don't. I need to look. Maybe I do have a gizmo. But they um, really were like yeah. they his facial expressions were so oh, good. It was and so apparently that's another thing. They had a bunch of different faces. I'm sure. And they would switch them from shot to shot. Sure, sure. But but each face worked with the animatronics in the head. So they would like go on and they would work with the animatronics that were already there. Mm-hmm. Um what but they, they had them? different expressions they and then the mouth them, would uh, still move. Changos, changeo heads or whatever, right? Isn't that what the word for them? I don't know. I think that's what, yeah, we're just basically. That is all you. Just, I don't know what that's called. It's just a different head or, you know, that you place on a body, I think is all that is. Yeah. Um, another interesting thing I learned is that Stripe and Gizmo were originally the same character. So mm-hmm. Gizmo was supposed to become Stripe. Oh, uh, okay. But Steven Spielberg said, no, one of the gremlins really needs to be a good guy so the audience can, yeah, like, no, identify no. Oh, with no, them. Oh, no, for sure. That's, that was and a, then he became more of, like, yes. a like a sidekick sure. for Billy. I agree with that. Good. That was good. That was a great move. Yeah, I mean that. Yeah, that character is, is incredibly iconic, and then the Gremlin characters are, are as well. No one really remembers the cast; they just know Gizmo and the Gremlins. That's really yeah, all Gizmo. they remember. I mean, I, which 
it is not the fault of the cast that people remember Gizmo and not the cast because it's a fantastic cast. They're fine. Cast. Yeah, they're, they're, they're fine. They're fine. I mean, you know, you've got I mean, tons a, of great actors in there. You know, Phoebe Cates is the, you know, ultimate, you know, 80s, you know, young man's desire. And right. what's his face that plays Billy? I mean, unfortunately, I don't think Zach he, Galligan. I don't know that he how much he did after that. But... You know, I'm not sure. But, I, know, um, I know he was But he in, was good in it. He was no, very he's, good he's, in he's, it. He's perfect. He's in that movie Hatchet. You should watch Hatchet. Hatchet's awesome. And, you know, and Corey Feldman is oh, good I mean, in it. And the dad Corey. is great. And the mom is yeah, fantastic. Like, it's... They're, and they're so well fleshed out. Like, mm-hmm. like, I was saying, the same way, like, everywhere you look in a shot or a scene, there are tons of different things happening. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Like, there's a lot going on in these people's, like, internal lives. Oh, like, yeah. they're, they're caricatures, but they're still very well-rounded caricatures. Um, and it's, it's one of those movies that, you know, if, you, if you're of a certain age, you've seen it seven, eight, nine, ten times. Yeah. You know, and you, it's, it was and a it's, movie you watched when you were a kid all the time. It was, you know, and it's one that still holds up. It's on TV a lot. I don't know anymore. It really does. I think. I think yeah. it still holds up. Sure. Um, the second movie, a little uh, crazier. Maybe I, we'll do that for Christmas next I year. I think I went to see that in the theater when I was a kid. Oh my god. Yeah, Gremlins Two: The New Batch. Yeah, that was. Yeah, uh, Gremlins Two: The New Batch. I think one of them is like a becomes like a or tries to be like a CEO of a company at some point or so. it's a crazy story but they, yeah they do a bunch of stuff and there's a there's a lady gremlin it, it wasn't bad it wasn't who bad who falls in love with a human oh like God, it's yeah. it's it's fun it's right it wasn't bad but it just was kind of silly yeah oh no i think it's i think that's a great movie too but it's just totally much more of a like yeah like a romp it's for fun it's sure. just a silly romp whereas this i think is is um I mean, I think it's kind of a masterpiece, to be honest. It's good. Yeah, it deserves multiple watchings. Yeah. And they talk, you know, it, urban legend stuff. I think, you know, that, that story of the mm-hmm. the dad in, like, the, you know, in the chimneys, one of those. and Oh, um, yeah. You know, the, the the warnings on, you know, what to do. And, yeah, like, the you know, the guy comes back to get the mogwai and says, look, you didn't follow the rules, so I'm going to take back, you know, this, I'm going to take this back. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah moral yeah i moral think compass. it's it's sort of it's sort of a stupid americans movie in a way which is a horror thing that's a good point um, yeah. we're too dumb and but it's it's more than just a horror movie it's a horror movie it's a family movie it's a comedy it's a dark comedy i like, think a lot of people argued that they wanted to bring their kids and it was ended up to being too violent for them which is okay fair enough um, I think but, it was one of the one of the cup. I think it was this and one of the um, Indiana Jones movies that made them that made them uh, create the PG thirteen. Yep, I think you are right about that. Yeah, well, that's so yeah because it was like not Steven really Spielberg. PG, but not quite an R. Yeah, and you know what? So that shows. I think you... this was one of the couple movies that made them be like, we need an in between rating, and that shows you the power that Steven Spielberg has. <laughs> Right, you know, yeah. It, that's basically his idea, I think. So, yeah. Can you imagine if this movie became an R? Uh, was rated R? You'd have to have some nudity and a few more violent scenes for that, though. Yeah, it would be. It would be such a weird movie as no, an R-rated movie. And that's movie. so funny. And it would be so like neutered and dumb as a PG movie. And that's what's so interesting if you talk about that rating because it wasn't made till the mid '80s. Because you look at like a movie like Jaws, which is Spielberg. Also, mm-hmm. that movie's rated PG. Yeah. Which is, I mean, yeah. it's not horrible. There's a giant, you know, the end scene eating the shark. That's pretty violent, and they drink and they swear. But you're looking at it now, you're like, this movie's rated PG. No way. Yeah. Yeah, I think Jaws is scarier than Gremlins, though. Hell, I'm terrified of the, the 
uh, Jaws. Yes, it's a great movie. Oh my god, and Jaws two with the like the dead body in the the aquarium. Like that scared the hell out of me when I was a little kid. (laughs) The the sequels are subpar, but whatever. We're not here to discuss. Yeah, well, we're we're gonna do Jaws. We We are gonna do Jaws at some point. So, so we'll have that. So let's see. Is there anything else we need to share? I think not. Well, go. I mean, see it if you haven't seen it. It's, if it's, you have it's not seen good. this movie, guys, see it. It yeah. holds up. Yeah. There are a lot of 80 mo- 80s movies that I love for nostalgia, mm-hmm. but this is one that really, really holds up. Yeah, it's good. Um, on on later viewing, it's a great movie. Yeah, yeah. So before we go, it's a lot of fun. If you enjoyed the podcast, Which this episode, another episode, all the episodes, <laughs> all the episodes, all of them. Please, oh, guys, hold on. The oh Grem- no, the Gremlins music is awesome. Oh, the music is fantastic. The theme, right, you're right. That Gremlins theme is so good. Yes, the music is fantastic. Yes, love it. So notice that when you watch yes, it, please. And then rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or iTunes or whatever it's on now. Everywhere, um, wherever you're listening, because we really that really really helps people find us. Um, our goal is so to become, that our goal more is to become, people can enjoy us. Our goal is to become minor celebrities. <laughs> minor, very minor. Yes, it's we're, my dream. We're, we want to be very minor celebrities. Yeah. Just we want to be like con celebs. Yes. And not even all cons, just podcast cons or horror cons. Just little, just little minor celebs. I want as much fame as Mark Paul Gosler from Saved by the Bell. That's my dream. I don't even want that much. I'll I'll settle for like, I'll settle for way less than that. So yeah, if you can rate and review us, that would be really helpful in our goal to become very, very minor celebrities. Yes. Yes. And then don't forget, you can email us at the scary movie project at gmail.com you can send us movie suggestions um you can send us any thoughts you have on movies we've watched so far i think pretty soon i think it's in like two more episodes we're going to be doing a um i'll just tease we're going to be doing a movie that somebody suggested oh yay so yeah so that's coming up um, so we will do them. I promise we oh, yeah. will do movies if you, if you suggest them to us. And again, that is at the scary movie project at gmail.com. And we are out. Goodbye. The scary movie project podcast is produced by Tara Garwood and Matt Lulich. Learn more at the scary Welcome to the All 80s Movies Podcast. I'm Bill. And I'm Jason. And this is the podcast where we talk about the blockbusters, the flops, and everything in between from one of the freshest decades for movies, the 1980s. So whether you're a brain, a jock, a valley girl, or a Jedi, we've got some 80s classics for you. Do these movies stand the test of time? Are we discovering something new? Is there an 80s movie we're finally watching for the first time? Join us each week as we dive into the cinematic nostalgia that inspired and influenced a generation. From the hits to the cult classics, we'll discuss our earliest memories, favorite scenes, fun facts, and our not-so-favorite movie moments, too. It's the All 80s Movies Podcast, now available on all major streaming platforms. Please subscribe and happy listening.